Hello, my friends. Over the past number of episodes, we've been talking about the mindset for the PMP exam. And today, I want to break down for you how to approach agile problems on the PMP exam. Agile questions. Over the past number of days, we've taken a look at heavy predictive stuff. But today, we need to go in on agile, okay? So first of all, let's establish the boundaries and the understanding of Agile. So Agile is not a methodology or framework. Agile is in essence a mindset. It's a set of philosophies. It's a disposition to the world around you. So you need to remember that as you're answering the questions. And the core of the philosophy is always value individuals and their interactions over processes and tools. Always value having a working product over comprehensive documentation value customer collaboration over contract negotiation and value responding to change over following a plan now we're not saying there's no value for the items on the right but we value the items on the left more it needs to be your philosophy so when it comes to team health when it comes to stakeholder collaboration you need to always choose those options that espouse that, okay? So just keep that in mind. This is very important for your test, my friend. Now, when it comes to the principles that go in deeper, understand the deeper level of the principles, all 12 of them. For example, your highest priority is to satisfy the customer through early and continuous delivery of valuable product. But why is that? Why is that your highest priority? Why do you want to satisfy the customer? You need to understand the philosophy behind customer satisfaction and early and continuous delivery. Okay? Keep that in context. Now, when it comes to giving the team the environment and support they need and trusting them to get the job done, that is another perspective that will help you on the exam. Team trust. Give the team autonomy. Trust the team. These are philosophies, my friend, that will greatly help you when it comes to answering questions on the test. Now, the whole topic of Agile maps back to the concept of lean. What do we mean when we say keep things lean? Well, we mean cut out the fat. And the principle that espouses the cutting out of the fat, it simply says, simplicity. The art of maximizing the amount of fat that you cut out is essential. In other words, A huge landmark in the world of Agile is to cut out the fat. And the manifesto tells us it is essential. So if it's not valuable, we're not doing it. See the mindset? Good. Now you've got the mindset down, I want to show you some of the hidden secrets of the PMI as far as the general Agile mindset is concerned. We are going to be taking a look at a number of philosophies from the PMI in the Agile Practice Guide 
and this will give you an inkling as to how to answer these questions. The very first problem that I want to bring up is an agile team having an unclear purpose, an agile team having an unclear mission, the team not understanding why they are doing what they are doing could be a big problem. But how should that be handled? Well, it boils down to having a product owner who can very well craft a purposeful vision and mission. Right? The product owner needs to be able to convey the why behind the why. So if the team is feeling out of sorts and clueless regarding the vision, the mission, the goals, the objectives, the why behind the why, you need to look to agile chartering. And that just means crafting a sensible, compelling, convincing agile project charter, which spells out the why behind the why. In other words, why are we doing what we're doing? Are we just doing empty work? Are we just doing busy work? No. We're working on a small component which is going to fit into a fighter jet that is going to help support the country, that is going to help defend us. You see the mindset there. You always need to anchor back what you're doing to the greater good. The second one is an unclear working agreement for the team. In the world of Agile, we encourage you as Agilists to have a team charter or, if you will, a team contract. Same thing as social contracts. Some people might just call those ground rules. Team contract, social contract, ground rules, all that stuff. Make sure you got that buckled down because if you have unclear working agreements, you need to have a formal chartering process. Now the PMI tells you not everyone needs to have a charter. Not everyone needs to. But in instances where you have unclear working agreements, the definition of ready, the definition of done are all loosey-goosey. The team members are talking over themselves in meetings. There's no structure, there's no order. There's very little process as far as how the team does things. Just seems to be random and everyone's confused. Well, agile chartering, and we're talking about team chartering, that's what you need to do. There needs to be an alignment, a clear spelling out of values, of principles, of working arrangements to help the team members understand how their work will be conducted. All right, let's talk about a few more. What about a problem of unclear team context? If your team doesn't understand the context surrounding their work, agile chartering helps them again to reframe the why behind the why, the purpose of their work, maybe even the environment and the conditions surrounding why they're doing what they're doing, understanding boundaries, understanding where the boundaries of their work lies, understanding which assets do we have that are committed 
to this physical assets those of a material nature and maybe even human support just having that firm background in an agile project charter it could greatly help okay so I really want to make it clear there's a difference between an agile project charter per PMI which has to do more with the project boundaries conditions and ideas and then a team charter which has to do more with the way the team will work their way of working the definition of ready the definition of done and things like that okay all right let's move on to another one user requirements or requirements of any kind if you run into a problem with unclear requirements this needs to be brought to the attention of the product owner because you do know that the product owner is the custodian who is meant to guard the backlog and not just guard the backlog they really do own the backlog and that's why we say product owner because they own the backlog so that needs to be one of the perspectives you have the product owner owns the backlog and if the requirements are unclear then we need to get the product owner involved so if you're working on a project where everything is loosey-goosey the requirements are not clear everything seems wishy-washy well you as an agilist you need to help the sponsors and stakeholders craft a product vision help them craft a vision help them understand the importance of it consider even building a product roadmap to show when each release will hit and the features belonging to each release it could help use things such as story mapping impact mapping sbe and things like that that is going to help better understand the entire picture the requirements and how they all come together maybe even bring the team and product owner together get them on the same page to clarify the expectations afresh and help them to understand the value of each of those requirements that are unclear also work in progressive elaboration progressive expansion to decompose the roadmap at that high level into a backlog of smaller items that are easy to understand that are easy for the team to run with that is how you will tackle the problem of unclear requirements still along the lines of the world of agile one of the worst things that could happen in this world of agile when all is said and done after writing user stories and all that is to still have a poor user experience that is so undesirable 
after going that whole extra mile of doing user stories and doing sprint planning and having story writing sessions and story mapping, you want to get the user experience right. A user experience is a component that is very sensitive these days because if the user doesn't have the right experience, it's almost as though one has failed, right? So the whole UX experience topic is very important. It's near and dear to us in the world of Agile. So if uh, there's a poor user experience, we want to get better by having user design, user experience design practices included in the development team. We want to involve the users early enough to understand their requirements and feedback. We want to get them involved in the cyclical work early and often, not just late in development, but as early as possible. That is going to help us fine-tune things along the way instead of waiting till the very end to bring in the users to get their opinion. And there you have it, my friends. Over the past number of minutes, we've been talking about Agile, how to up the ante for your PMP exam, how to ensure that you're answering Agile questions to the best of your ability. In other words, how to think about Agile problems. Because there's quite a few problems that PMI bring up in their publication, the Agile Practice Guide, and that's really what we're going to be hitting. We're going to be hitting all those problems that the PMI is making us think about. All right, I hope you found this to be helpful. Don't forget to share, hit like, subscribe, and share with your friends, my friends. You take care, and bye for now.